Is This a Ghost is brought to you by Pickney Bend Distillery. So I recently, for the first time, I think actually, I've mm. so I've had a lot of a lot of um, I've sampled a lot of wares from Pickney Bend Distillery okay. in my time. I believe, but it. I think I've never had the hibiscus gin before uh, on its own. It, yeah, it stands out. It definitely stands out. And I tried it mm-hmm. this week, mm-hmm. and my goodness, it is so good. It's like gin, which I love. Mm-hmm. And it's like Pickney Bend Distillery Gin in particular, which mm-hmm. I love more. Mm-hmm. But there is, it's just, and it's not overpowering. It's like a little, mm-hmm. a little hint of a floral something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. What do mm-hmm. you think? It's kind of like um, when you were a kid. Did you ever did you drink ever pick, gin? No. Did you, <laughs> <laughs> did you ever pick honeysuckle flowers? I did. And so you pick I the did. honeysuckle flower, and then you you, you pick the pick the stem yeah. off of it, and then you 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 drink the the little bit of nectar off of it, and um. It's like that, except if there was gin in the flower instead. It's like if doing you, that made yeah. you rip shit as a five-year-old. <laughs> That's right. That is what it's like. And it's really good. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, you know, I was not surprised, I should say, but mm-hmm. because everything they've made is, you know, it's always very good. But mm-hmm. uh, I was like, wow, this is, this is really something. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Uh, now, you're not drinking that tonight. What do you, you're, what do you got there? You I'm going to the, stout uh, cask whiskey right here. Just, you know, like the old class, the old standby. No, yeah, for some people. They just sent me that for the first time, so I just got to try that also for the first time. Mm-hmm. we got to dedicate a whole episode to that because yeah. that's that's <laughs> next level. So we'll talk about that next week for, I don't know, 30 minutes at least because Stoutcast Whiskey is phenomenal. But the hibiscus gin, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, summer's coming. The warm weather's coming. Mm-hmm. God, it's it's mm-hmm. it's exactly the right drink. Mm-hmm. Crack out that... Uh... You know, the, the inflatable pool, you know, fill mm-hmm. it with a little bit of ice cold hose water. Ice cold uh, hibiscus gin, mm-hmm. and you blow head first into mm-hmm. that water. And exactly. you just never surface. Mm-hmm. Duck out of work at about one thirty in the afternoon and uh, sit down in a little blow pool for a few hours. Yeah, Still I mean, really, you put your feet in that pool and you just uh, sip on some some uh, little glass of uh, hibiscus gin with ice. Boy, that's, that's a summer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So thank you to Pickney Bend for uh, for sponsoring us uh, as always. And uh, if you want to get your, some for yourself, you might or might not be able to. <laughs> you can go uh, check out your local liquor store or go to p i n c k n e y b e n d dot com and uh, and you know get get you some get you some of that. <laughs> To is this a ghost? I'm Clayton Smith, and each week I tell my uh, real friend Patrick a real ghost story from real history, and he doesn't take it real seriously. Uh, that's kind of the whole thing, but it's fun, like in a fun way. Yeah, yeah, I think I have fun. You, yeah, I was gonna say that's. Uh, but I'm also drinking, all... so mm. <laughs> yeah. The best way to listen to this podcast is with a drink in hand. Yeah. And with three drinks already in you, <laughs> so if you've got some catching up to do, now's the time. I went back and I, I was listening to the Amityville episode today. And yeah. I was like newly embarrassed at having no idea what the hell the Amityville horror was. <laughs> I thought when I was researching that, I was like, here's what I'm going to do. The big reveal. It'll be like the prestige. Uh-huh. And then I did the reveal and you were like, oh, yeah. And I thought, well, well fuck this. <laughs> I guess this is a story that Clayton knows a lot about. Like, have you seen I thought the movie? Worked I remember the movie exists. Well, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. You like, I knew the movie it. exists, but yeah, I'm not going to watch that movie. Do you ever watch horror movies? Not really, no. Not really either. Number one, one time, they're scary. They are scary. I don't like I, that. I don't have time. Like, if I have time, I'm not going to dedicate something that's going to scare me. You know? Yeah, that's right. I yeah, I'm on board with that. Well, I so I used to I used to think that I should try to watch more scary movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and what? So what, <laughs> when we worked at Blockbuster together, mm-hmm. there was one one time when I was like, I've never seen Blair Witch Project. By that point, mm-hmm. it had been out for like four years or something, four or five years. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Blair Witch. I'm going to rent it from Blockbuster. I'm going to bring it home tonight. I'm going to watch mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you know, we we worked until, you know, midnight mm-hmm. or so. And I went home. And then my roommate, Joe, uh, then surprised me by not being home, which is sometimes a great surprise. Yeah. But I had thought, like, oh, Joe will watch this with me. 
Yeah. And uh, he was not there when I got home to watch yeah. Blair Witch Project for the first time. And so I was like, well, it's it's 1230 in the morning and I'm all alone in this apartment, but mm. I'll, I'm going to watch this. I'm, it's be fine. Yeah. It's an atmospheric thing. Like, that. yeah, we'll, we'll totally yeah. get into it. You know, this is going to be cool. Sure. So I turned off all the lights. I don't want to waste electricity. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, and I sat in the dark at like 1 a.m. and I watched Blair Witch Project. And I have never been so fucked up <laughs> while being sober <laughs> in my entire life. That movie, I went, I brought it back the next day and I was like, oh my God, have you guys seen this? And they're like, yeah, of course we've seen it. Yeah, it's we, pretty so old. Years ago, you idiot. And I was like, it's horrifying, isn't it? And they're like, not. I don't know, kind of, not really. I was like, no, it is. Yeah. The scene where you, at the end where you walk in the basement, yeah. the girls are standing in the corner not looking at you. Yeah. And like, well, yeah. I was like, ah, that's yeah. terrible, right? I couldn't sleep. Um, the so. next week you're like, have you guys seen The Exorcist? That movie is so scary. <laughs> have you heard of this thing? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a little and old, so, but I think you guys might like it. Anyway, so two weeks ago I watched The Amityville Horror, and I thought, oh, my God, this is real. We should do an episode on it. <laughs> Um, but no, since since I since I got so scared by um, by uh, by the Blair Witch Project and no one else that I knew <laughs> thought it was very scary at all, I thought maybe maybe horror movies aren't for me. Yeah. So I've 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 tan- I've, uh, I've I've narrowed my uh, my my selections uh, since then. Sure. Yeah, I had a similar experience last night. Kind of a tangential, tangentially similar, but similar experience. I went to see a soccer game. Uh, I can't wait to see how this is related. Go with, on with an Englishman. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you kind of you know an Englishman. I do. My my, my neighbor's an Englishman. Um, this is new information for me. My cross street. My cross the street. Uh, neighbor. He's a. I find it interesting. That Englishman you never told me this before. Born and bred. It doesn't come up often. Does but he refer to himself as an Englishman, or is this kind of? I don't. He has is that a the way huge, he, he has to a, be referred. He has the huge Union Jack on the back of his car, so I would say yes. Well, I love that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Go on. But yes, yeah, so I we, we they had a soccer game. We had a few of the dads. Well, it's a football match. I was, yeah, well, yeah. I've been watching a lot of Ted Lasso, and yeah. I know that it's a football match. Yeah, there was a, a bit a bit of uh, parlance correct throughout the night as well but yeah I watching <laughs> yeah watching watching a soccer game and i've been to like maybe three live soccer games and i can remember about 10 minutes total of all well, of them. well we did at one point have season tickets to uh chicago fire soccer and we mm-hmm. didn't go to most of the games that season so, i'm including uh, that in the 10 I, minutes by the way <laughs> but like actually watching soccer with you know an englishman who's you know done nothing but watch soccer his entire life sure and just like all the commentary and oh can you believe he, he, he's that that bullish on the 18 and i'm like yeah he's he's very he's bullying it on the eight on the 18 yeah. <laughs> i also noticed that i yeah. didn't want to say anything but yes uh but yeah it was similar as in i immediately felt outclassed like yeah yeah okay maybe this isn't necessarily for me maybe i need so to- in this analogy is the game or is the englishman the uh, Blair Witch Project. I think the game is the Blair Witch Project, and the jaded coworkers are the Englishmen, <laughs> and um, unfortunately, okay. I am you. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's fair. That's harsh, but fair. Um, so you don't watch Ted Lasso, I assume. I do not watch all, all the Ted Lasso comments in Man, the. It's so good. In yeah, the, in the text string. That's I do hate so much. So as you know, but we'll we'll let everyone else in. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a there's a small group chat uh, mm-hmm. about baseball news that mm-hmm. you and a couple of our friends uh, are very active in, and I sometimes chime in and say, "Oh wow," <laughs> and <laughs> really, <laughs> because yeah, I don't follow the baseball news as much. Um, but, uh, I did, while I was putting Maple down to bed tonight, I, I, I came out of her room to see a, a big string of messages and you had, uh, you had sent some, uh, some pretty, some pretty sad news <laughs> about our, our Cardinals. Um, and, uh, and I had uh, replied with a Ted Lasso joke and then I scrolled down to read the rest of the comments that the other folks in the string had made and they were also all Ted Lasso. They jokes. were also all Ted Lasso. I was like, God damn it. I, <laughs> such a fool right now. Uh, uh, good show though maybe someday it is like the only show that i think i've ever seen that actually makes me happier for watching it it's a very uplifting wonderful happy show okay i yeah. guess they, i guess that's that, i guess they make that nowadays i mean i don't remember a show that was like uplifting no it's like the first one happy. i think it's the first yeah. of its kind yeah hmm. i really i really can't think of a show that like made me feel actually like a better human being just mm-hmm. for watching the show. Maybe Tailspin. <laughs> right. 
tailspin. That's a deep pull. <laughs> when we were at Disneyland <laughs> earlier this year, uh, I told Aaron, I was like, you know what? I think next time we come to Disneyland, I really want to, I want to have like a character. I want to go bounding. You know what bounding is? In terms of in the Disney park, I do not know. No, I'm not familiar. So if you go to Disney parks, you if you're over the age of like 12 or something, you mm. cannot wear costumes. Oh <laughs> yes, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. They'll, so, they'll confuse you with the staff, basically. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so bounding is a term for when you wear clothing that is like meant to, you know, kind of mimic or kind of evoke a character, uh, but it's not a costume. Okay, okay, like wearing, you know, like like wearing Baloo's outfit from Tailspin. With the yes, with the exactly. Cap right. So you're not the, like yeah, wearing okay. a bear costume, but right, you're wearing exactly. like the hat and the the tech khaki shirt. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's bounding, and I was like, you know what? I think next time, like I and I, that speaks to me a little bit. Is a mm-hmm. you know, I, I like to be like a little bit into things, but not all the way. So yeah. bounding is like perfect for me. <laughs> and I was like, I really want to think about um, about something that could be like a, a me thing for like what what, mm-hmm. who, what I, next time I want to bound. Right. And I was like, what's the what's the right Disney IP character for me. And there, you know, there are so many. Um, so we were talking about it. I was thinking about it. And she said, you know what could be good for you is Darkwing Duck. And I said, oh my God, Aaron, that's perfect. I love mm. Darkwing Duck. Like, that was one of my formative cartoon sure. shows. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm in. Like, yeah. he was pretty much dumb and, you know, aloof <laughs> and like made a lot of mistakes, but also like mm-hmm. he tried really hard yeah. and uh, had a maybe, pretty sweet superhero costume. Yeah. Maybe thought he was more intellectual than he really was. Yeah. Maybe and I get that. I think that's great. Yeah. But now uh, I thought did. Darkwing Duck is right. good. He does wear a mask though. I don't think they'll wear a mask into the place. I don't think he does actually. He does. I think he wears like a little black, doesn't he wear like a little black mask just over the eyes? Do, would you like to see, um, please. I have a comic book oh, here please. with him on the, all right, yes. grab yeah. this book. One, you just wait. I have, I have all the time in the world. <laughs> well, first, I want to show you this. So, they recently released Darkwing Duck number one. A new, they rebooted the comic series. Okay, which is you know, there's no monetary value here, but I it means sure. much to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a variant cover by this artist Clayton Crane, hmm. who is phenomenal. So this is this mm-hmm. is the cover. Look at this. Right, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. All the villains. Negatron is on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other ones now. Mm-hmm. He, you, okay, so you are right. I, I hate I that. Correct. <laughs> he does have the purple mask. Um, so that's true. But like the purple, like coat with the buttons, he's got the cape, he's got the blue ascot. It's a pretty sweet costume. Yeah. Yeah. The, over, yeah, the oversized purple fedora is going to be really all you're technically going to need to bound as Darkwing Duck. That's right. So, so she said that. And I was like, Aaron, that's actually perfect. Well, thank you for saying that because that's perfect. Mm. And then, so I was like, well, maybe we could start on this trip by finding a a pin. So pins are a big thing in uh, Disney. Yep. Right. That part so I was like, familiar with, yeah. yeah. Maybe we can find a Disney, uh, Darkwing Duck pin. That would be like my inspiration, my, my, my starting point. Sure. So we looked, all the Darkwing Duck pins were like three inches. And I was like, that's too bad. I, I can't possibly pull off yeah. a three inch pin. Be serious. <laughs> um, but I, I showed her when I was like, it's too big, but it's pretty cool. But you know, and she was like, who's that? I said, well, this is Darkwing Duck. And she goes, Oh, that's not who I was thinking of. Wait, and I said, wait, when I said, like, who's the Disney character who really kind of represents me, you didn't think Darkwing Duck? Because I thought it was kind of a dead-on thing. She goes, no. What was I thinking? She said, what's the one from Tailspin? And I said, are you thinking of Launchpad McQuack? <laughs> and she said, yeah, that's him. And I said, unfortunately, unfortunately. Don't say it. I'm more of a launch pad. I'm kind of team Aaron on this one. I really yeah, I'm, I'm more so of sorry. a launch pad. I'm I know. Sorry. It's God the damn it's it. the jaw. It's the jaw. Is the thing. Uh, don't you is, uh, don't I mean, say it that. Is. Nah, it's sorry. Fine. It's sorry. fine. I mean, he was good. he's earnest. I like launch pad. He's very good. Um, mm-hmm. He's kind. He's uh, mm-hmm. he has like know. a very again like a very dauber quality to him that I think you uh, you evoke. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this has come up before, hasn't it? <laughs> we have, we which have is discussed. ironic because yeah. you are the one with the name of a character that Dauber actually voices on right, Bob SquarePants. Okay, fine. All right. So maybe this is why the podcast flows so well because we're both basically because we're both Dauber. The we're Dauber both character. the Dauber of this. <laughs> there's no, there's no coach. There's just Dauber. Uh, they said you couldn't make a podcast with two Daubers, but we <laughs> proved them wrong. Hmm. Well, this gives me a lot to think about. Do you want to hear a ghost story? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Let's just plow on, plow on past all that. <laughs> um, Dorothy Walpole was born on September 18th, 1686 in Houghton Hall. I think it's Houghton. H-O-U-G-H-T-O-N. Houghton. Houghton. Okay. Houghton, right? In, uh, in Norfolk, England. 
she was born to Robert Walpole and Mary Burrell, and she was their 13th child. Ah, lucky number 13. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, I know most children didn't survive back then, but still, 13 children. Oh, there's like there's there's like seven kids in our whole neighborhood, and when all seven of them are outside, <laughs> it gives me it gives me a fucking migraine. So I can't imagine what birthing thirteen of them and housing oh thirteen God. of them would even resemble. They could have had two basketball teams, and mm-hmm. each team has a water person, and one of them gets a towel person. <laughs> That's too many kids. <sighs> Uh, this is Dorothy's life. So, uh, she's the 13th child. Uh, now one of her brothers was Robert Walpole, who was quote, generally regarded as the first prime minister of Great Britain. Wait, hang on, hang on. Isn't that like a, (laughs) they keep better records of that, right? Like you would think you would know who your first prime minister was, but apparently undisputed (laughs) first prime minister. I mean, we know who our first president was. There's no doubt. Yeah. Um, I mean, we wrote it down. It's, <laughs> you know, this is a whole thing apparently. And I was like this, I thought this, how do you not know this can't be real? Mm-hmm. And so I dug a little deeper and uh, apparently this is the whole thing. People are like, I think he was the first. <laughs> there was a lot going on admittedly back then. <laughs> it's very confusing, but her brother might've been the first prime minister of Britain <laughs> or maybe not. Um, anyway, so as Dorothy grew older, uh, as as some people do, she uh, she married a man named Charles Townshend. Town mm-hmm. Townshend. Townsend. Townshend. Like Pete Townsend. Is his name? Does he have an H? Yes, Pete Townsend. Pete Town. Yeah. Yes. Final answer. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Do you phone a friend? <sighs> no, I will Google it though. It's Almost certain it's Pete Townsend. Yes. Pet GPT, how do you spell Pete Townsend? Oh, it is Pete Townsend. Okay, you're right. See? Yeah, okay. All right. Good. I'm glad you're here for this. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tell this story to the void, but I'm glad you're here. <laughs> so she married a man named Charles Townsend, who was the second Viscount Townsend. Uh, not to brag. Undisputed or? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, undisputed. Or... All right. They wrote that one down. He was, uh, so he was pretty important. He was a leader in the House of Lords, which is their, uh, their Congress, basically. Mm-hmm. He was also very notorious for his violent temper. Mm. Uh, now she, now Dorothy was his second wife. Um, and <laughs> I think this is a detail that is worth noting. So Wikipedia puts it like this, quote, in 1713, Charles Townsend, second Viscount Townsend, married Robert Walpole's prettiest sister, Dorothy. Hmm. Okay. They weren't sure which one was prime minister, but they were sure which they one knew of which Robert's one was sisters prettiest. was prettiest. <laughs> that they did write down, for sure. That either says a lot about Dorothy or a lot about the other siblings. <laughs> I'm not sure. So Dorothy moved into the Townsend family home. And this was a a, uh, a quaint little uh, country cottage mm-hmm. called Raynham Hall. I'll just, uh, just so you have an idea in your head of this, how this... It's a cute little place. Um, it's probably pretty what, humble. I mean, he's a he's a politician in the yeah, in the second Viscount. Yeah, so um, so I'll just show you a picture of what it looks like. Just so you have a, it's like a so that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not Versailles, but it's right. more Versailles than my house is. So. <laughs> oh, by quite a lot, yeah, I would I, say. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> it's very uh, it's very Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. It's more yeah. Downton Abbey than. Your house. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's, it's almost down Abbey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty big. <laughs> so Dorothy goes to live there at Raynham Hall and she's like, this is great. <laughs> it's a big yep. house and I live here now. Uh, now, construction on Raynham Hall it had begun earlier in 1619. In 1620, Sir Roger Townsend, he took his mason, whose name was William Edge of Raynham. Uh, on a 28-week trip around Europe so that he could gather inspiration for this house. You, After they started building it. Okay. So, like, they started building it. They are like, this isn't very inspired. I'm sorry. Like, this looks like just bricks on like, the ground. This foundation yeah. looks like garbage. Are you sure you know what you're doing? Do you want to go on a 28-week trip around Europe to see <laughs> how, you, how it could be? 
<laughs> this foundation just looks like a big rectangle to me. Well, yes, that's exactly. No, 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 no. That's not what I want. Not what I want. Onto the ship. <laughs> so he took him around Europe, and uh, and he did find lots of inspiration. So uh, Rainham was quote the first of its kind, and uh, quote one of the outstanding country houses of the period. This was a genre defining house. Now mm. I don't know what genre means in terms of a house being built. Mm. But it was uh, not so, that. Uh, and this is another quote, except for its hipped roof and Dutch gables, Rainham could easily be mistaken for a house built nearly a century later. Hmm. So it was very forward thinking. Sure. Very, you know, um, it was great. It was a great house. Yeah. 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 It's like the Jetsons. Mm -hmm. If you were in England in the 17th century. Yeah. It's like, 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 uh, like an Apple store that you live in. Basically. It's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. I think it's like that. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. <laughs> it looks exactly like that. <laughs> and so it's like it's like if the Apple store, but all the glass was brick mm -hmm. and it was different. That's what that that's what it would look like. <laughs> so Dorothy moves in and she's she's loving life. But over time she starts recognizing that her husband is kind of a dick. <laughs> Um, so at this point I tried to research his political career, but it, it was so boring. <laughs> it was so boring. <laughs> I didn't get very far. Here, so mm. here's something. He was a Tory. I know that. Mm. And then he was a Whig. Mm -hmm. So that's oh. both the parties. Yeah. So right. he, yeah. he swapped those. Um, he was secretary of state for a while. And then there was a South sea bubble. And I, I don't know. It, it's so boring. It, <laughs> it, it just it, fuck it went on and on forever. It's yeah. so but none of it made any sense. It's mm -hmm. all like reading about like the English government is very much like reading Alice in Wonderland. Like everything <laughs> sort of makes sense, mm -hmm. but it's all very different and weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those where like you, you realize you've been reading three paragraphs, but you couldn't tell anybody what the last three paragraphs had been about. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Uh. Um it did make me grateful that our government history doesn't start till 1776 because they worked all these kinks. God, the shit your government can build up for itself when your country's been around since like 900 is insane. It's insane. <laughs> there are so many like titles. It's so stupid. Mm. Um, but but there, it was a long political history, so he's a big deal. He's a big. Mm. He's a he's a big deal. Mm. I think <laughs> I can't swear to it, but. <laughs> the length of the Wikipedia article alone makes me think probably pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. um, but he was definitely involved in politics. And between that and the fact that Dorothy's brother <laughs> might have been the first prime minister <laughs> of England, of Great Britain, uh, <laughs> she so she starts to become very familiar with politics. Of course. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, she also starts to become very familiar with some of the politicians. Oh, she became okay. quite familiar with Thomas Wharton. Uh, okay, all right. Now, Thomas Wharton was the first Marquess of Wharton. Mark, the Mark. I googled Mar it. I said, "How do you pronounce this?" And Google said Marquess, and I said, "I don't, I don't think so." Are you sure? It, like, it sounds like it'd be Marquis, right? Marquis. It does, right? but it's not. It's M A R Q U E S S. Oh, they put the extra S. Never mind. Yeah, you got it. And there's no I. So yeah, it's. I think it's Marquess. Mm -hmm. And I said, is the is the Q U like a just a K or a Qu? Yeah. And Google said Qu. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Very helpful. Okay. We do have a lot of listeners in the UK. So I look. Hey, friends. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I'm also very sorry about your iPhone that you just smashed on the ground listening to this. <laughs> very sorry about that. Like we left you all behind for a reason, and uh, we're not looking back. <laughs> anyway, so Thomas Wharton was. Uh, he was. He was pretty fun. He <laughs> he was known for being uh, quote a debauched and irreligious character. I read a few fun stories about him, and the best one is that in 1682, he got absolutely rip shit and then he broke into a church in gloucestershire and he urinated on the communion table and defecated in the pulpit <laughs> uh, and, it, it, and apparently admitted to it i mean they like or, or was caught in the act i'm not sure i well so actually it's funny you ask i was gonna say this but uh so i think it became rumor like we think thomas was the one who did this 
Um, and uh, supposedly there are some sources who are like, it became clear to us that he was the one who did this when several years later he was like speaking at, uh, at Parliament mm-hmm. and someone who was there was like, aren't you the one who, who defecated <laughs> in, the, in the pulpit? And he did not say anything, but his face turned red and he goes, I... I mm. Many and people then, have then, defecated <laughs> in know what to say. puppets. So, <laughs> so people took that as uh, as verification. This is probably true. Um, so he was uh, he was a real <laughs> he was a real character, but he was also very charming. Clearly, I mean, just... <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, and he charmed the pants off of Dorothy. So Dorothy meets Thomas, and he is so exciting. It's not long before they start having an affair. Obviously. Right. Now, they it, there there's some dispute about this historically. They may have actually had, um, they may have been romantically involved before Dorothy married Charles. Um, may or may not be true. But either way, after she was married, they started going to pound town. <laughs> hey, did you see like a few years ago there was this... Zillow listing that went viral because oh my god yeah the house of Wisconsin yeah <laughs> where like the whole house is filled with those signs of like live laugh love yeah. and you know wash your dishes and uh-huh. over the bed in the bedroom over the bed there was a sign that said welcome to Pound Town it's <laughs> just amazing oh I love it. in 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 London uh, <laughs> oh there is a God don't don't quote me exactly on this but I believe that the the for some time the dollar store in in England <laughs> was referred to as Pound Town. <laughs> and, oh God, oh, that's true. And I thought, my God, can you imagine? <laughs> like asking about, can I please, can I please just have? Can I you know, please go to Pound Town? <laughs> All my mates are going to Pound Town, and I desperately, <laughs> desperately want to go. Um. Again, we have quite a few listeners in the UK. Hey, can you all that? We don't, I don't want to Google. Can you please correct all of that? I don't want to Google UK yeah. Pound Town. So could you just let us know? You can send an email to isthisaghost at gmail.com and uh, let us know. That's not your thoughts. Yeah. If, if you've ever been to Pound Town, just email us and let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that means to you, just let us know. And uh, if uh, if you if you if you have comments about our our British accents, please don't please don't send those. Though. I don't need to please. know. I to, I mean I know already. I know. <laughs> I know it's bad. We know it's great. Uh, okay, so Dorothy's going to Drillville three times a week. And, I, <laughs> and eventually, Charles discovers like she's having an affair. Mm-hmm. And he is predictably not, not on board. Mm, yeah. Uh, and remember, he has a bad temper, famously mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. So he goes into one of his furies. He throws Dorothy into her chambers and he locks her in and he never lets her out. Oh. So he feeds strange. her and he gives her food and water and stuff. Okay. Um, but he literally never lets her out. Now, her chambers, I think, were confined to like one wing of the house. Okay. So it's not like, it's not what's the, uh, it's not like the, the, the devil going to yeah. Ireland with the, <laughs> where they <laughs> lock the baby in the wall, which was literally one room. Right. This is yeah. a little bit better than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Even so, it she, is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a bit more Rapunzel than you probably would, would, oh, would it's prefer. not good. It's not, yeah, yeah it's not great. Uh, so, so she's locked to, I think, of a, a wing of the house and he does not let her out. And mm-hmm. it's, he, again, he never lets her out for the rest mm-hmm. of her life. Now, once this happens, people who, are around <laughs> and who like know her are like, Hey, where's Dorothy? Uh, we haven't seen her in a while. And so Charles, I guess pan- I, this was not in the reading, but I assume he's like, ah, Oh, ah, yeah. she died. <laughs> she died. She died. So he does tell people she died. I think it's a panic <laughs> the, on his part. <laughs> and the funeral was only for close friends and family and you are neither. So, well, sorry. Not exactly. No. So he starts telling people that she died, and they're like, when's her funeral? And he says, it's next week. <laughs> and he holds a funeral, and he buries an empty coffin. Mm. And uh, and people stop asking where Dorothy is, so it was very effective. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
oh no, so this, okay, so this is what I think. So, so she's in her room for most of this time, but then after a few months, like he's sure no one's asking about her anymore because they had a funeral, right? Um, and so everyone, everyone assumes that she's mm. dead. So Charles then lets he feels pretty confident. He lets her out of the room. Now she can wander the wing. Okay, yeah, that's what it is. She's confined to one wing of the house. <laughs> Um, she's not allowed outside. Mm-hmm. You will scare your friends <laughs> because they are pretty sure that you're dead. Do not yes. ask why they think that you're in your pre ghost phase. And yep. look, you may become a ghost shortly, but you're not there yet. And we don't want to, <laughs> we don't want to alarm anyone needlessly. Remember how you said you really wish to get out of that knitting club? Well, do I have good <laughs> news for you? So, so she never leaves random hall again. And in 1726, uh, after being locked in the house for almost a full year, uh, she actually really dies. Mm. And she died under... <laughs> so <laughs> there are like a couple sources that say she died under mysterious circumstances. Mm. It's which does not seem to actually be true. Yeah, probably scurvy. Um, you're so close. <laughs> so <laughs> as Wikipedia puts it, quote, she died under mysterious circumstances or possibly of smallpox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like every other source is like she absolutely she died of smallpox yeah now so you were you were you were you're you're so close um now i don't know how she contracted smallpox i'm guessing one of the filthy servants yeah yeah the downstairs like, people you maybe know. like her husband like gave her like a special blanket to sleep with and she was like oh this is so warm and then <laughs> he's like i had this shipped in from america would yeah. you like it <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, she somehow got, contracted smallpox, and that is mm. what killed her. Um, which ah, that's some bad luck. I don't mm. know. That's, but anyway, so then Charles. So that was in 1726. Uh, a few years later, 1730, Charles retires from politics, and he became quote interested in agriculture. <laughs> <laughs> and he got, and I'm not joking. You would be amazed at at the resources. For this, he got mm. super into crop rotation, specifically turnip experiments. Oh, there okay. are entire books and books and books and books and mm. books and books and books written about his turnip experiments. Mm-hmm. And how were those books, by the way? I assume you read I, a handful of them at least. They were interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they had words uh, and titles, and that was cool. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, he, he <laughs> during this time, he, I guess, unsurprisingly in hindsight, earned the nickname Turnip Townsend. <laughs> uh, now he's actually credited despite, you know, basically murdering his wife. He is, mm-hmm. uh, credited as a major figure in England's agricultural revolution, which mm-hmm. is the thing that is, um, it led to the increase in Britain's population between 1700 and 1850, which mm. led then to the industrial revolution. Right. Yeah. So he was like, he was a major player in the whole run up to the thing that changed the entire world forever. Sure. Yes. He's kind of like the, like the George, like if George Washington Carver had also murdered his wife, like that's yes. basically what we're talking about. Okay, like that. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's a good, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> And if you want to ask Patrick questions about that, Patrick's email address is. <laughs> I have a hundred uses for the peanut, including killing my wife. <laughs> she has an allergy. <laughs> now I have a hundred and one uses for peanuts. <laughs> I bet that's what he I'm sounded so like. Sorry. I am, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love George Washington Carver. I really do not like. Uh, defaming him like this but you know yeah it's yeah, it was sitting it's right there i really don't have an option <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so so back to this story. so okay so everyone's dead charles eventually dies turnip old, old turnip townsend also mm. dies of old age um and then we're gonna fast forward about a hundred years okay in 1835 the new lord, or is the the current lord of Random mm. Hall, who is also named Charles Townsend, but it's not the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, he invited an assortment of guests to celebrate Christmas at the manor, and this is this story. This is where the story gets. It's it, this is a this is us. This is is this a ghost at its most Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. So he invites all these people to celebrate Christmas at the manor. Mm-hmm. 
and these people come from all over Great Britain, and they have such a joyous time, and they With stay for like a week. Fucking little then... hats and the poppers. Yes. No, yeah, I've, I've seen Doctor yeah. Who. I know how this works. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's not exactly the same, but yeah. <laughs> so they all, all these people come over, and uh, the first night, so the first, you know, the, the welcome party ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone goes to their rooms, and um, on the way to his room, oh, I miss it. So one of the guests was uh, Colonel Loftus. Hmm. Now, does that name sound familiar to you? Loftus certainly does. Yes. Yeah, because we did Loftus Hall mm-hmm, right. a few weeks ago. Um, I didn't look hard, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't see. We're going to say an, it's the same guy. Just, I say, I didn't, yeah. It's it, this was several hundred years later. I think two or three hundred years later. But it mm-hmm. may it it's incredibly yeah. possible that it's the same family. Mm-hmm. Sure. I yeah. would say likely, actually, based on kind of these paths of these families. Mm-hmm. Is actually quite possibly a descendant of uh, the Loftus Hall family. Hmm. So the first night the party ends and everyone goes to their rooms. And on the way to the room, Colonel Loftus and another guest whose name was Hawkins, mm-hmm. they were walking to their respective rooms down this hallway when they saw a woman walking down the hall in front of them. Mm-hmm. Now, this woman was not part of the Christmas party. Mm, okay. And her dress was a little out of place for the time. It was a brown brocade dress. It looked like something. You know what brocade is? I have no earthly clue. I didn't either. I had to look it up. It <laughs> is, and I have now that I say that forgotten. It's like you put stuff on your clothes. It's like lace. Is it lace? It's not like lace. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like lace. It's a patterned woven fabric. Okay. Is it embroidery? That's the only word, other word I know here. I think so. Ask Ariel. Ariel would know this probably. She absolutely would know this. She, she would follows say, us on Instagram. She must she, listen. You know, do you think she listens to this podcast? I know she listens. She I'm sure us she does. Instagram. She is so mad right now. She is so fucking mad at us. She's right like, Patrick, now. goddamn yeah. it, you should know this. <laughs> and she's like, Clayton, I knew you wouldn't know, but Patrick, I thought you would know. You were going to come on my podcast now and talk about brocade for 45 minutes. I'm sorry, you're going to have to. Uh, she has a podcast. I'm sure she does. She's so- <laughs> <laughs> she. She's like 10 times cooler than me. I'm sure she has a podcast. If I have one, she must have 10. That sounds right. So, yeah. Yeah. She's got a she's got a good one. If you have one, she has a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Ariel, if you're listening, I Patrick should know this. You're right. And I agree with you, and I'm very disappointed. <laughs> um anyway, it's uh it's a raise it's a who cares? It's bro- so she has a brown brocade dress. That- <laughs> Tune in to Ariel's podcast. If you want to know what the fuck brocade is. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, and it looks like uh, something that was in fashion a hundred years earlier, and they they marked that, and I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, they hadn't seen her before, so the next morning, Colonel Loftus asks Townsend who she was, and Townsend is like, "What are you talking about? He has no idea," mm-hmm. and that's confusing for everyone. They search the house. There's no strange woman there like everyone mm-hmm. who is in the house is supposed to be there so mm-hmm. townsend's no one, like i don't yeah. no one has a brown dress no one no one, no one, no one has brocade a brown is. classic yeah. brocade dress yeah. <laughs> uh so uh so the next night loft is uh once again going to bed and he he has a, he has a thought because he sees the brown lady again and this is what she'll become she'll come to be known as the brown lady because of her brown brocade dress hmm, okay um, he sees her again and she's walking away from him the same way she'd done the night before. Mm-hmm. And this time he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. So he hurries after her mm-hmm. and he calls out. Women love this, by the way. Like yeah, this, totally. Yeah. <laughs> this mysterious woman. I will chase her through the halls of this, of this house. Oh, hello. <laughs> I was hoping someone would approach me in the dark castle yeah. that I've never met before. How interesting. Um, so he hurries after her, calling out at her. She doesn't respond. She mm-hmm. just keeps walking, mm-hmm. which is, I, you know, what most yep. people I think yep. would, would do. Every woman I've yelled out on the streets does the exact same thing. And none of them are ghosts. <laughs> and so. I do it a lot. And <laughs> so, but Loftus, finally, he, he catches up to her. He reaches out and he grabs her arm to stop her. Mm-hmm. And he grabs a hold of her and he turns her around. And the woman in the brown dress turns to face him and her eye sockets are completely black. Loftus doesn't Mm. like this. He, Mm. that's not what, that's not what he was expecting. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Can you fucking imagine? I God, <laughs> just <laughs> uh, so terrifying. Uh, he's preparing for some cute young filly. <laughs> and she has he gets no eyes. he gets something from they live turning around and staring at him. <laughs> so he starts screaming to his credit he starts mm-hmm. screaming because <laughs> this is you know one of the more relatable uh protagonists <laughs> in our stories so he starts screaming his fucking head off and the house staff all rushes to be like what's going on mm-hmm. um by the time the staff gets there the brown lady's gone mm-hmm. now loftus is still screaming he mm-hmm. cannot process what he has just yep. seen uh, he tells the staff what what happened, and um, and most of the staff quit on the spot, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is good. That's a that's a move I would pull for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you saw a woman here in this hall where we're mm-hmm. standing with uh, with black holes for with, eyes. Yeah, in this place mm-hmm. where I work, I'm I'm nope. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out for sure. <laughs> So, so most of the staff quits, and uh, <laughs> so word of the brown lady, the ghost of Raynham Hall, it spreads. And in 1836, uh, a man named Captain Frederick Mary Marriott, not spelled like the hotel, M A R R Y A T, Marriott, Marriott. Uh, he has a theory. Now, how's your your tooth? Okay, you're oh, I digging, got it. No, digging I got it, real man. far. I got it. Tooth. I'm good. I'm okay. good. Uh, now, Marriott was a friend of Charles Dickens. You may have heard of him. I haven't seen. Um, and Marriott was uh, himself. He was an author, and he was the author of a series of popular, supposedly, sea novels. Hmm. Okay. I should write a sea novel. No, you totally should. Yeah. I don't even know what that would be like, but I should do it. Are sea novels like the? Are they, are they like the like the pulp paperbacks of the day? It sounds cool, yeah. doesn't it? It like, really yeah, does. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's like the uh, the the detective stories of the '40s, but on a ship. Yeah, right? yeah, yep. feels pretty yeah. good. Probably a young guy goes to sea, you know, like a very with an old grizzled captain. Yeah, exactly. You know, find a lot of really hot ladies on an island somewhere. Yeah, that's yeah. Act Two, and then <laughs> they uh, get chased by pirates. Maybe they're ghosts. Maybe they're not. And uh, at the end, they have some big battle with it. Destroy the bad guy. Go back to port. I think you've described the Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Again. Uh, uh, Homer. Always getting there first. Um, so anyway, so this is a pretty famous uh, novelist in front of Charles Dickens. So he's a, he's a big deal at the time. And his theory was that the quote unquote haunting, mm-hmm. it was staged by, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know where this theory comes from, but he, his theory was that the haunting was staged by local smugglers who wanted to keep people away from the area. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's a lot more to mine there. I don't, <laughs> I just, um, yeah. There's, there's some puzzle pieces that don't really, don't really snug up real nicely there. Like, hey, right. hey, Jim, you know your sister, you know, with the black eyes that are just empty sockets? <laughs> Have her come by the castle. Have yeah. her come this castle where these people live that is not yeah. like a smuggling area. It's a very wealthy part of the country. Yeah. And go ever hang out there for a while yeah. to see if we can keep people away from it so we can smuggle. Wait. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I wear that brown dress. Oh, you want like the one with all the embroidery on it? No, no, no. It's, it's not embroidery. Yeah, the brocade. <laughs> so I don't know. So I, again, I'm sure there's more to learn there, but I <laughs> we don't have time. <laughs> so so that was in 1836. So Marriott asks if uh, if he can spend the night in the house to prove his theory that it's just smugglers. It's just smugglers, yeah. And Townsend is like, I sure man i don't know mm-hmm. sure why not like, yeah anything you know mm-hmm. utilities you can... are turned off but you can go hang out there if you want to it's yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> also it's so weird like i you know I, it's obviously not smugglers but like if you can you know i what i assume townsend is doing here is like you're gonna come here you're mm-hmm. not gonna find smugglers because i know there's no smugglers right. in yeah. my house um and you're i assume not gonna find a ghost so like you come here and then you write about how you didn't find anything that mm-hmm. kind of saves the house reputation is my assumption sure. here property value goes back up yes your, your, ZF, you your z estimate recovers and boat to the bahamas mm-hmm. yep. so marriott goes and he spends three nights at Raynham hall and he asks specifically to sleep in the room with dorothy's portrait on the wall 
So that's, just, that's a little sick. Which part? Asking the, to sleep there, or there is a portrait on the wall. I the 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 portrait thing. That's just again. That's kind of like the like the going in the bathroom and doing the uh, <laughs> the Bloody Mary trick. You know, I don't think a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but I mean, it, it makes sense that her portrait was on the wall. Like she was a resident of this house several mm. hundred years ago. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they do that, but, mm. uh, but yeah, so, but I, I kind of respect this move actually. Cause he's like, I'm going straight to the heart of, if it's actually Dorothy, I'm going to go to the place where Dorothy is going to pop out of her portrait, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he did think this was the most likely place to see mm. her ghost. Yeah. I really don't want to be here for three nights. If I get fucked up on the first night, then I can get back. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go tell my friend Chuck uh, what's going on, and we can write a ghost story together. And that becomes a Christmas Carol. Anyway, so he, so Marriott sleep. He, he he sleeps in that room. He does sleep with a loaded revolver under his pillow. Can't be too careful. Which mm-hmm. I just, I this has come up before, and I just we can't say it enough. <laughs> I don't think bullets are going to do much against ghosts. I don't know. I don't know. Wh- I don't know what this is about. But I, oh, but I guess if he thinks it's uh, it's smugglers, I, guns probably are pretty effective against smugglers. Yeah, they're yeah, almost one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so I've seen Star Wars. Like I know how it works. <laughs> Stop them right in their tracks. Yeah. So um, now, so he stays there with a with a gun under his belt. And what happened during his stay was chronicled several years later by his daughter Florence Marriott. Mm-hmm. Now the first two nights. Nothing happened. But on the third night, there's a knock on his bedroom door. And there were two young men staying in the house also. And again, this is a huge fucking house. Like, and again, I, you know, I don't want to keep bringing Downton Abbey into this, but if right. you've ever seen yeah. it, you know, yeah. it's very typical for like multiple kinds of people to be staying in multiple rooms around the house. Sure. They're like hotels. Um, and so there are two young men staying in the house and these were uh, Townsend's nephews. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were the ones who knocked on the door, and they had come to ask Marriott if he would give his opinion of a new gun they had just gotten from London. Okay. Again, I bet there's more context <laughs> here somewhere. I just don't have time. <laughs> so Marriott's like, yeah, I'll come take a look at your gun. But mm-hmm. he grabs his revolver, and the kids are like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Please don't shoot us. Yeah. Uh, and Marriott joked, quote, in case we meet the brown lady. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, and everyone laughed. So they go to the boy's room. Marriott checks the gun. He's inspecting it. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess it's fine. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Gun. He, he's just yeah. like, sure, it's cool. This will kill lots of people if you want, I guess. <laughs> and so when it was over, the boys, he's like, I'm going to go back to my room. And the boy's like, we'll go with you. We'll walk with you. Mm-hmm. Um, again, quote, in case you meet the brown lady. Yeah. <laughs> and they all laugh. Like everyone's half joking like, oh man, wouldn't it be so silly? Yeah. But I am but so scared in this house. Because- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is out of this shit. <laughs> so they're all walking together down a dark hallway back toward uh, toward the room. Mm-hmm. With all these guns. The, uh, with, uh, well, I think they left their gun in the uh, place. So there's only one not. gun. I would not. No. No. I, yeah. If, if, you're, if you're legitimately scared that you're going to meet some sort of ghost, it certainly doesn't hurt to have... You think so? I, I think it might hurt a lot to have a gun because a gun, again, is not going to do a thing to a ghost and it might mm. distract you from uh, running or doing a thing that is good. To, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. but if it's like a Scooby-Doo Defend. scenario, you're, you're, you're going you're gonna to blow. Oh, you want to shoot yeah. that person yeah. Yeah. in the heart. <laughs> I'm going to blow a hole in, this, that, in, the, in the groundskeeper, wherever the fuck it is. Yeah. And he, <laughs> you want to take care of And him. with his dying breath. <laughs> I would have got away with it <gasps> if it wasn't for you. And that's a good goddamn point. Goddamn revolver. So, so they walk back down the hallway, and as they do so, they see a glimmer of a lamp coming toward them. Now, one of the young men says, uh, "Quote again from um, uh, Marriott's daughter's uh, recounting." Quote. One of the ladies going to visit the nurseries, I suppose. Um, so I guess also in this place yeah. there was like a place where all the babies were sleeping, and one of the the house, mm-hmm. the uh, the downstairs people was coming to visit them. And so Marriott is like, I don't know. So he slit, he he sees the light coming down the, the the hallway, and he's like, let's go into this empty room. So they open the door, mm-hmm. they slip into a room, brings the boys in with him. Um, 
they close the door, but in this is described in a way I don't understand, but the door is one of the quote old style doors, which uh, you close it, but there's still like a slit, like an inch or two slit between basically where like the hinges are. Okay. I don't know. Apparently yep. that's a thing that like a shitty a door. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like a shitty door for a really nice place. We spent all the money on the stone outside. And so yeah. you get we this. miscut all the doors. By an hinge. And we're going <laughs> to call right. it a style because. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they go in the room, but they are peering out through this slit in the door and they watch the woman, the, the woman as she gets closer and closer and soon she's close enough. They can make out her face. Mm-hmm. And Marriott starts to get very concerned because it is the same face that is hanging above his bedroom on that portrait of Dorothy. With eyes and or no eyes. She seems to have eyes. Oh, well, so that's, that's an good. Improvement. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's much better. And she's wearing a brown brocade dress. Mm, less so good. This is <laughs> and it's so this is Dorothy. And he becomes very uh very nervous. <laughs> Uh, he waits for her to pass, but she comes. So she's walking down the hall. She comes to the room where they're all hiding. Oh, that's bad. That's real bad. <laughs> and suddenly she stops <clears throat> and she turns toward the door. Mm-hmm. And then she, and again, quote, grinned in a malicious and diabolical manner at him mm. through the slit in the door. <laughs> so. Marriott is terrified. Yeah. yeah, it's straight uh, out the window time. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't care which floor you're on. <laughs> it's time to go. Straight out the window, um, straight out into the field screaming, I am done yeah. here. But you've forgotten that he has a revolver, so he's fine. So he <laughs> So he started blasting, obviously. So he is terrified. He throws open the door and he starts screaming and he fires the revolver straight into her face. <laughs> <laughs> while screaming like is it while screaming yeah, yeah. someone uh, needs to make this movie because it, it's gonna be very good <laughs> now he shoots the revolver into her face while screaming mm-hmm. and when he does the ghost of dorothy vanishes disappears thin mm-hmm. air gone yeah sure the bullet lodged in the wall across the hall mm-hmm now, all three of the men had seen her very clearly, and they'd also seen her dis- disappear very clearly. Um, and no one knew what to make of any of this. Hmm. The next time the brown lady was seen was in 1926. One of the children li- uh, who lived in the house at the time, uh, he and his friend claimed that they uh, had seen a ghost on the staircase. Mm-hmm. Um. And so in September, on September 19th of, of that same year, 19, uh, oh, sorry, 10 years later, uh, 1936, Captain Hubert C. Provand came to Raynham Hall. Now, Provand was a photographer for Country Life magazine, mm-hmm. which was a very, very popular magazine at the time, and possibly still today, actually. He was assigned to take photos for an article they were writing just about the house, not about ghosts, just right. about like yeah. the architecture and how mm-hmm. forward thinking it was, blah, blah. Uh, now, Provan and his assistant took a photo of the main staircase and they were resetting the camera to take a second photo when Provan's assistant saw, quote, a vapor formed gradually, assuming the appearance of a woman. And then she started walking down the staircase toward them. Provan immediately took a photo which I assume took nine hours. Uh, and then um, the photo that developed was this photo. Oh, they think that's what a woman looks like? Well, you, I mean, do you not think a woman would look like that? These guys, I don't know. I think they might need a little bit of practice if you know what Well, I mean. here's what I'll say. <laughs> I don't think at the time many men wore veils mm-hmm. this way. That looks to be like a veil or a hood. Um, it could be. I mean, it could also, again, like, I don't get woman shape out of this. I, maybe, I may be like, very puritanical type uh, uh, individual. You may think, oh, hey, hubba hubba. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Why don't you raise that sheet one more inch so I can see some of that. <laughs> you know some of that forehead yeah. mm. um, <laughs> well i will say also this is obviously one moment captured in time they saw her walk down the entire staircase okay so there, there may have been more i don't know that's fair 
that is what I saw. But the fact that she seems to be wearing like a hood or a veil or something mm-hmm. is important. And like, if you, this also looks like a robe situation or like a, mm-hmm. a flowy dress that she's hiking up or something. Cause it's sure. This, I guess. Something. Yeah. Um, keep that in mind because that'll be important for our purposes. But yeah, I mean, they were watching her walk down the steps. So they are like, mm-hmm. there's a woman walking down the steps, you know, whatever mm-hmm. led them to mm-hmm. the idea of woman. I don't know, man. I wasn't there. It was 1936. <laughs> We've been on this photography trip for like six weeks. Everything looks like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I miss my wife. Um, so there was this ghost of Random Hall, the brown lady of Random Hall, who has appeared uh, not too often, but when she does, people are like, holy fuck. Um, now, she hasn't appeared lately, but but I know what you're thinking. The story is great, obviously, Mm-hmm. But is there a Disneyland connection? Oh. And I'm happy to announce, Patrick, that yes, there is a Disneyland connection. <laughs> so in the concept art for the Haunted Mansion, much like for the uh, with the Jean Lafitte uh, mm-hmm. episode, uh, Ken Anderson, who is kind of the uh, the one of the minds behind um, the whole plotting out of the Haunted Mansion, he included an illustration of the brown lady herself. Oh. Now, in his illustration, she was in a brown basically like a brown like wedding style dress mm-hmm. which probably has brocade on it probably counts yeah but he included a veil based on the photo that was apparently taken of her by um, right um so that so his his very specific version was never uh included in Honda mansion but um it was one of the inspirations for the beating heart bride in the attic of the haunted mansion have you and you said you've never been to disneyland right or only world right I have been to, I've been to the Haunted Mansion Disney World, but I was also like dragging two children through it that did not enjoy it at all. So I don't remember a moment of it. Okay. So I don't know. And I don't know. I've also been to Haunted Mansion in Disney World, but I don't remember if it's, I don't yeah. remember if this part is there. Um, but I know it's in Disneyland. Let mm-hmm. me show you. So this would, was. Mm-hmm. What? So I was hoping that the Haunted Mansion would be more like Adam's family than it was, but unfortunately. It's it its not. own thing. Yeah. And look, don't talk shit about Haunted Mansion. I love it. It's one of my favorite things of all time, truly, is Haunted Mansion. So you want to tread carefully. Um, so this was the original. And now this this version is no longer there. But Ooh. this is the mm. beating heart bride yeah. who is taken from that photo and from the kind of the, the whole uh, the whole idea of the, the uh, brown lady of Raynham Hall. Spooky. Yeah. Pretty spooky. It is spooky. And then she was replaced. Uh, she was updated. They did a big update to the Haunted Mansion not too long ago. Um, she was replaced with uh, a figure they call Constance Hatchaway, which is an updated reincarnation of the brown lady. That's mm-hmm. Constance. Oh, that is that is a bit scarier. Yeah. It's worse. And her face is like video, yeah. so it moves and she like smiles right. and does facial expressions and yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's Same cool. idea. This is uh, based on the Brown Lady. This is based on Dorothy, the Brown mm-hmm. Lady of Random Hall. Hmm. Yeah. So she's alive and well, sort of, at Disneyland, as uh, as apparently most of our ghosts now <laughs> are. From now on, we only, this is a Disney ghost podcast, and I love that for us. Hmm. Um, but that is the, uh, that's the story of uh, the Brown Lady of Random Hall. And hey, listeners, if you liked this and you haven't done it yet, if you could rate and review, that'd be amazing. We would love it so much. Please go and leave us five stars wherever wherever you listen to it. And if uh, you're an Apple podcast, go leave a review. Uh, I love. We have a new oh God, Pat. We have some some weird, great new <laughs> reviews, uh, and one that was uh, very good, but you know, a little hurtful that <laughs> I talked about. Uh, the exhausted ramblings of two dads of young kids and semi-accurate question mark historical stories, which is, it's fair, but it's hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, go, uh, and you can leave a review too. That would be so great. And uh, and subscribe and tell your friends and tell your family. We, uh, boy, we're just getting started, huh? We're just getting started. <laughs> we are almost at the year mark, Pat. Oh, my God. This is episode, what, 50? So we are two weeks oh, wow. away, in fact, from the one-year wow. mark. It's wild. It is wild. <laughs> um, so if you want us to do this for another, I don't know, year or mm-hmm. more, <laughs> you could go leave those reviews because that will be really helpful. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Patrick, any thoughts about uh, ghosts or the world or anything? Ooh. 
Any words really. of wisdom or I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything of a good uh, a good follow up to Drillville. <laughs> Can't really. <laughs> it's, it's tough, right? Yeah, I know. It's hard to come up with a better one than Drillville. It's very good. It's Drillville, it's Pound Town, like Copulusopolis. But that's like all I can. Yeah, it takes a while to get there. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. 